everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 970. Today I'm going to talk to you about the power of data and tracking what it is that you do. <clears throat> you can apply this to so many different aspects of your life, whether it be if you work in corporate, for instance, or a business, then most likely you've got some KPI, some key performance indicators that you need to be working towards, whether it be sales targets, whether it be profitability, whether it be expense targets, etc., etc. Um, whether it's in your own personal life and it comes to tracking your mortgage, for instance, making sure that you're meeting the minimum repayments, adding in some more money as well so that you can pay off that debt even sooner. If it's savings and investments, it's about consistently adding to those investments over time and tracking what it is that you're doing. Because data is so powerful in helping you achieve a different outcome. Let's just think about forecasting, for instance. If you look at the way uh, we forecast, whether it be, okay, if I change this number, what does that do to my mortgage, for instance? That's what most people seem to be able to relate to. How many years can I cut off my mortgage if I simply add in an extra $10 a week? How many years does that cut off a 30-year loan? What if that was 20? What if it was 100? Playing with those numbers to say, wow, I want to take it from 30 years down to seven years. And I'm here to tell you this. If you are fortunate enough to live in a dual income household, then you should be able to pay off your debt quite comfortably in seven years' time. What does it require? Well, generally speaking, it requires normally living off one wage and all the money from the other wage goes directly into the mortgage. And if you crunch your numbers and you play with some modelling, you can see how you're able to achieve it. If you get a tax refund, for instance, and you uh, rather than just go out and spend that, put it directly against your mortgage and you watch how quickly that you can get this thing away and you'll save hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest in the long term. So data is really powerful. Let's talk about it in terms of your health and fitness journey. Most people don't track what it is that they're doing. I was watching, uh, I did a workout uh, this morning and I was watching how some of the other trainers work with their clients. And I can't believe there's still trainers out there doing this. We're talking about a scrap piece of paper, hand-drawn up uh, workout that is just put on a piece of paper. So my immediate thinking is, okay, what happens to that piece of paper at the end of this session? Are you walking around with a lever arch file of all of these things? Are you taking a photo of it and just sticking it in your phone? Like there is so like the app that I use to track my clients' uh, workouts, my own workouts, uh, putting notes in there, photos, measurements, you name it, it all goes in there. It's easy to track. And so just with a scroll, I can see if I'm, like right now I'm recording this in my studio, I'm looking at a bench press. If I had a client going into a bench press and depending on what part of a program or cycle that I'm working on with somebody, if they're going for uh, lifting a little bit heavier each week, then I can simply scroll down and see, okay, what's their PB? What did they lift last week? 
what do we need to achieve this week to just get maybe that little bit half a kilo, a kilo extra. And then I can have conversations with them about their food. If they're plateauing, it's like, okay, so why is this happening? And, and uh, you know, pull about part the, um, the components there. Uh, making sure that we're measuring people, like physically with a tape measure, weighing people, measuring people where possible, getting the, the DEXA scan so that people can get a, um, a, you know, a detailed breakdown of their amount of muscle in their body, the body fat and the body fat percentage, all those kinds of things. Really, really important to check how you're progressing. All of this stuff provides momentum. So one of the other things that, um, that I'm doing uh, this year is uh, I'm, I've got one more workout to go this week before I get to the end of my first four-week training block for the year. Now, this first four weeks, my goal has been to get stronger. That's it. Getting no less than nine repetitions. If I get less than nine repetitions, the weight is too heavy, so I've got to drop the weight. And <clears throat> just progressing every single workout, and within each workout, but also from week to week, making sure I'm lifting heavier. So I've just finished the analysis of that uh, up to now. And this is why the data is powerful. Every single week, I've gotten a little bit heavier in my weights, gone stronger. So in my leg workout, so I do three like heavy strength sessions a week. In my leg workout, right now, I've got one to go. I'm 15% on average stronger. So I've gone up on all lifts, but I'm giving you the average numbers here. On average, 15% stronger. I do one workout where it involves pulling exercises. So like a, a lat pull down, it's like some uh, prone rows, it's some one-armed rows, it's some bicep curls. My average strength increase has been 22%. <coughs> Excuse me. I do a pressing workout, which involves doing um, some bench pressing. Uh, I'm doing some, what else do I do in that, uh, that program? Uh, I'm doing some shoulder work and uh, yeah, I'm doing some uh, unilateral uh, chest press. There's one more that's slipping my mind. Uh, what do I do? I do incline bench press. I do uh, uni on a Swiss ball. I do that one. Oh, yeah, I do a, what we call a French press, and I also do, uh, what was the last one? Pressing, oh, the shoulder press. Uh, and that one has increased by 30%. So I've crunched the numbers based on my forecast lifts for Sunday, on what I think I can achieve on Sunday. And if I achieve those, that will take my leg average strength gain up to 22%, just like my pulling. So I've increased between 20 to, well, right now, 15 to 30% over the last four weeks. Okay, now that's quite powerful, isn't it? I look at it like this. If I put my ha accounting hat on, when I was in audit, anything that was considered more than a 10%, say, variance in a number, that was what we considered material. And so if it's material, we needed to write a note on it. There was a, you know, an issue with it. If there was a material discrepancy, we need to you know, write a note on it and report back to management. Um, so I've been able to get somewhere between 15 to 30%. So 
very material change. Is that good? Absolutely. Have I achieved my goal for this first four-week training block? Absolutely. Now, if I didn't do those calculations, sure, I've got this sense of, yeah, I've gotten better. But when you look at the, like break down the numbers more specifically, and I can, I've done it by exercise. Thanks, Siri. I have broken it down by exercise so I can see, okay, so where am I making the most gains? Where am I making the least amount of gains? And I can tell you with my, uh, my bicep curls, I mentioned this yesterday, that is the area where I'm not growing as fast as others. Now, why is that? Well, maybe my arms are one of my weaker points, so I just need to keep chipping away at it, just increasing the weight a little bit. My, the advice by my coach, he said, have you got some 0.25 kilogram plates to put on the bar? And the answer to that is, no, I don't. The smallest I've got for both of my bars, the Olympic bars and the smaller bars, is half a kilo. So I've had to order some 0.25 kilo uh, plates because even if I go up by 250 grams or 500 grams, half a kilo in total on a lift, what is that? It's still progress. It's still getting stronger. Yeah, it's not going up by a kilo or five kilos or 10 kilos, but it's moving upwards. And that's what I'm focusing on right now. So all of that creates some momentum for me. It creates some energy. It gives me some real data to go back to my coach because he won't analyze the numbers in the way that I do. And just to tell him, oh, well, these are the changes. This is what I've been able to achieve. And it just gives him some confidence that, yeah, well, obviously the food, the feeding of myself is going well, the supplementation is going well, you're getting some good results. And then he can make a call, okay, do we continue on with this four-week program again for another two weeks, another four weeks, or is it time to change it? Do we drop some of the repetitions and increase the weight a little bit more? Uh, yeah, that's one way. Or do we move to partial movement? So rather than working through a full range of movement, we are working in some partial ranges. So that's the power of data. Another example is taking measurements. Now, I don't personally take my, uh, my own measurements very often. Uh, because I'm looking on, I'm looking at photos, I'm, and uh, you know the changes in that I see in the mirror and that kind of thing. Uh, but when I'm working with my clients that are on a weight loss journey and they just use the scales, that's really dangerous because uh, you know it's not taking into account the muscle, the muscle gain. So I think I said to you yesterday, my goal this year, if I gain four kilos, of, so right, my last DEXA scan showed that I had 15.5% body fat. Not a great outcome for where I wanted to be, um, but it is what it is. Um, in order for me, if I lose, sorry, if I gain four kilos of muscle, but I lose five kilos of fat, what does that mean on the scales? It means I've gone down by one kilo. Now, I could look at those numbers and be disappointed because I say, man, I want to be four kilos heavier, it would imply. But I also want to get leaner. So it would show, so right now I'm about 69 kilos. 
So that would show 68, and I could be disappointed at 68, couldn't I? But if I get a DEXA scan and it shows that I've gained four kilos of muscle through the year and I've lost four kilos of, oh, five kilos of fat, guess what? That gives me an 8.3% body fat. That is, that's really good. That would be really good. So that is what I'm aiming for this year. So my clients, when I take their, um, their centimeter measurements and they're, they're on a weight loss journey, what empowers them is when I tell them, okay, look at this. You've lost eight centimeters in the last four weeks. You've lost 10 centimeters, 20 centimeters, you know, whatever it is. I've got some clients that are losing, oh, lost 30 centimeters in uh, four weeks. Um, I've got um, people that increase their strength anywhere from 10 to, you know, 50% or more in certain areas. Increase their cardio fitness by 10 to 30 plus percent. But we only know this when we, we measure it and we have the data. So I use it as another tool to help keep that momentum going. It's kind of a little reward to yourself to know that, wow, this, work, this is really working. What I'm doing is working. The trouble is most people don't track their data in many areas of their life, but specifically this one, people are, are just not doing it. They're just going through the motions, not tracking it, not writing it down, not then analyzing it to say, well, what is actually the change that I'm achieving here? Because people want change, but as I said the other day, they're not prepared to do the change and uh, continue to just go in this pattern of sameness. But if you want to change, We've got to use your data. You've got to track your data, analyze it. And if that's all too much for you, that's why you go to a coach and you get the coach to do all this stuff for you. And then uh, it can accurately tell you what it is that you need to be doing. What are the results that you're getting? Why are you getting those results? And if you want a different result, we've got to do things a little bit differently. Or you've got to do things a little bit differently. Um, in order to get those results. So it's a, it's a really powerful process. Another reason you need coaching. But it also just, just creates this unbelievable momentum, momentum for you that just gets you excited about what it is that you're doing. It's like, wow, look at that. I'm changing. I'm getting, getting bigger. I'm getting stronger. If I relate it to uh, my journey uh, last year, so... The hard part is when you, you're trying to achieve what I'm uh, achieving, then you, you turn out in your best ever shape at a point in time, then you move back to uh, you know, a, a normal uh, form of eating. So you, you're not being restrictive in the last few weeks uh, to drop fluid and burn more fat. And so what ultimately happens is you put on more body fat, just naturally, um, because you're no longer you know, dieting that way. And that can be hard for the mindset. So you've got to reset and focus on some new things so that you can achieve a better result next time. Hence, why I sat down with the coach to work out, so how do we go about this? And I said, well, this is what I want to achieve. I want to put on this much muscle. I want to achieve this level of body fat. Is that realistic for me? 
how do we now reverse engineer it and construct a plan to get there? And um, that's what this first four weeks has been about, getting stronger. If we're getting stronger, what are we doing? We're building muscle. Uh, so that gets me excited. I could just think about how I now don't look as good as I did in my best photo. But if I did that, I'd just be going through the motions. This is just a, a step process of keeping moving forward. And I, know, I think that's fantastic. So I'm excited about it. wanted to share it with you. Track your data. Analyze it and use it to help you grow. See you tomorrow.